let's talk some overlooked stocks. George Tillis is movers that you missed in today's session. GT coming to us from SL. Salt Lake, George. Hey, George, speaking of lakes and rivers and bodies of water, you've got a stock called Duck Creek Technologies, ticker DCT, okay? I thought this was gonna be like, uh, you know, some hunting gear or something, or like some Duck Dynasty, some camo, but no, no, this is software, baby. Yeah, it is software. It's a tech, Duck Creek Technology. So it is a technology company, uh, OJ, as you mentioned, it's one of the leading software as a service providers of uh, core systems enterprise systems end-to-end -end for uh, the property and casualty insurance uh, space. Uh, they help provide efficiencies and, of course, software management for things like uh, service distribution, uh, reinsurance, but also things like digital services. And interesting enough, a lot of times, and I don't know what exactly what happened last Friday. I, I can't keep track of the markets and every stock, of course. But last, last Friday, this company actually reported earnings, which were quite a bit ahead of expectations for uh, both revenue, but also on earnings, but the stock actually dipped. And then uh, so so far this week, now it's Tuesday, stock has actually bounced based on an analyst upgrade from JP Morgan. They actually now move their price target on the company to a street high of $62, whereas the consensus analyst estimates with about 12 analysts right now is about 51. They actually saw and read this report, and I think there's uh, pretty, uh, pretty compelling evidence that there's a pretty solid report also guidance going forward where this company did post a beat when it comes down to top line sales growth about 26 percent year over year they actually have their first adjusted now profit profitability quarter after becoming a publicly traded company back in 2019 and uh, overall their guidance uh, going forward was rather robust uh, the midpoint guidance for all of fiscal 2021 was about seven million, and after last uh, quarter's report, which again was last uh, last Friday, they actually guided that higher by over 120 percent to about 16 million. And I think this was really an overlooked company that uh, took a took a beating initially on the day of earnings, but actually had a nice rebound based upon the analyst who sort of scoured through the uh, the report and found there's uh, actually a little bit more of a a gem here when it comes down to the growth relative to the uh, the price of the stock. Now, a gem by what standards? That it actually makes money as a software company, George? Yep. It, it, yeah, that's the thing. When we, when we consider what's happening in the software as a service space, uh, right now the market is preferring, or if you will, the institutional investors are preferring those that have visibility or a profitability profile. It's not just about revenue growth. In fact, when you look at Duck Creek, uh, which was a spinoff from Accenture back in 2016, their software has been around and been utilized by major insurance companies. Some of their customers include AIG, uh, uh, Progressive is another customer of theirs. Their annual revenue growth is about 20% over the last three years, but recently it started to increase that. But but overall, as far as I can see as a profitable, as a publicly traded company, uh, the data that I have goes back to 2019 and this is their first profitable quarter. And, and I think if you just consider the fact that uh, it has rather robust gross margins at 60%, which is actually very still low, considering other software as a service companies. And generally speaking, I usually see their gross margins in the high 60s, all the way up to the mid 80s. Uh, I think there's room to grow here for that. And I think that's one of the things that is very compelling. But the other thing is, is when you don't have a profitability profile, at least in the last four quarters, and then the first quarter comes about and you demonstrate a, a better than expected number they came in with a three cent uh, profit versus an expected one cent loss 
that's very compelling, but also the guidance. I mean, they shifted their guidance, like I said, higher for all of fiscal year 2021. And I think that's one of the things that is very pronounced here. Again, when you consider the company hasn't been profitable, but all of a sudden becomes profitable, but also guides higher, like I said, in terms of its total fiscal year 2021, higher by about 120% than previously expected. And I think that, again, is a primary catalyst for an undertone or, or an undertone for you know, these benchmarks to be raised. But I think overall, if you look at its balance sheet, it doesn't have any debt. Uh, but it's really it really comes down to the contribution margin expectations, which have been shifted uh, to the upside. And I think that's oh. why the uh, the analyst at J.P. Morgan pinpointed this and actually upgraded the stock to a street high of $62. Okay. All right. So uh, analysts are coming around. They do like it. And finding these software plays that are trending in the right direction is getting harder to do. This one still is not, but an important bounce today that maybe could set the stage for rally back. Georgia, let's go to the next one. Continuing with our theme here, again, with uh, bodies of water. Uh, this one actually is connected uh, to that world. It's the Middlesex Water Company, George, MSEX. The ticker here for utility company, pretty juicy ticker for a utility company. Yeah, so this is a utility company. They actually have uh, both a regulated utility business, which is the traditional utility, serves customers, both residential and commercial. It's actually New Jersey. I guess for New, Jer New Jersey viewers are probably familiar with the company as their primary uh, regulated utility provider in, uh, in, in, one, in one region of New Jersey. The other thing is uh, they actually provide other services like fire protection services and waste water services. Now, they provide these services in both a regulated but also an unregulated uh, capacity. And this is important because if you just take a look at the stock price, uh, well, first off, today it hit a new 52-week high, and it's poised to join the Russell, I'm sorry, the S&P 600 small cap index. That alone is a catalyst because the institutional investors or money managers who actually mimic the index have to buy the stock to, of course, uh, uh, continue to replicate their uh, their index profile that they that they track. The other thing is uh, the stock itself. I look back around the last three years, the stock is up about 125 percent, and it's handily beat by more than double the S and P 500 up 56 percent. But if you look at the utilities business, OJ, uh, the, the the total utility sector, the XLU, is only up about 22 percent in three years. So. Uh, it asks questions. What's going on with this company? How are they doing this? And I think it really comes down to it's a utility, which means it has slow and steady and gradual uh, free cash flow growth. And again, that helps sustain a dividend in which this company, Middlesex, has increased its dividend consistently over the last 48 years. But I think it comes down to it's participating in the best of both worlds because I looked at its revenue profile two-thirds of its revenues are under regulated to utilities. Now, if you're a regular utility, you can only increase uh, rates at a, at a slow and steady pace. In exchange for that, you get protection as a monopolist seller in a, in a, in a local region. Hmm. But the unregulated business, which includes private water management systems and waste management systems for commercial businesses primarily, that business is actually generating about two-thirds of the contribution margin to earnings relative to only about a one-third of total sales. And if you look at its revenue profile, 5% revenue growth last quarter, but EBITDA margins were about 14% growth year over year. So that's, again, about three times sales growth. And that comes down to having the best of both worlds, both as a regulated utility, but also having a portion as an unregulated 
utility. And that portion itself contributes to that higher contribution margin of, of earnings to, uh, to, to the share count. Okay. So uh, utility here, really uh, just uh, going the opposite direction of the rest of the group, clear standout stock specific uh, themes here that you're talking about. Hard to really find a lot in the utility sector that has the type of secular type of momentum this particular company seems to have here uh, that yeah, is very regional specific, regulatory specific. Yeah, it's an unusual outperformer in the utility space, like yeah. I said, because they have a, a a dual business, which is the regulated side and the unregulated side. And I think that's what, again, is contributing the unregulated side. Fascinating. Uh, which is maybe the, basically the private sector side is, is cr creating this nice contribution margin for investors. Hey, George, just real quick, only got about uh, 60 seconds, but what's the uh, update yeah. on Upwork, a company we've talked about a good bit here on Overlooked that probably should be graduating from that title as it makes another new record here? Yeah, hit a new 52-week high uh, today, OJ. It's up about 70%, uh, or actually about 76% year-to-date. But for people who do not know, Upwork is basically a staffing and employment services company, but it's really a technology company in the sense that uh, it's more of an e-commerce platform which connects companies to freelancers. We know the new gig economy is all about freelance work. Uh, companies like uh, Upwork, Fiverr, Skillshare is a privately held company that does the same thing. This is an industry group that's developing. And I think if you consider everything from digital marketing, uh, business services, hiring services, payroll services, and hiring, of course, uh, you know, uh, 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 workers who are freelancers, especially when it comes down to video editing and graphic design, these are, again, key uh, ingredients for companies in an industry group to develop. And Upwork, alongside Fiverr and Skillshare, like I mentioned, are really the three largest players in this space. But uh, overall today, hit a new 52-week high. There's a lot of financials uh, I can't go to because we don't have enough time, but they did announce a partnership with Microsoft to bring a new uh, work marketplace together. And this is, again, a catalyst for the company. But overall, uh, it's actually outperformed its peer Fiverr based upon some valuation metrics. This is another one of those situations of growth at a reasonable price. Uh, it hasn't actually diluted shares like Fiverr to, uh, to of course, uh, increase its CapEx. Uh, its growth is about 36% on a year-over-year -year basis. But overall, I think this is a very compelling industry group, especially now with Upwork trading at around half of the price enterprise value of, of Fiverr. It's significantly outperformed. And I think that, again, speaks to what's going on in this environment. If you're generating growth, it's great. But if you're doing so at, at a balanced valuation, which Upwork is relevant, relative to Fiverr, I think they're uh, they're they're uh, they're rewarding you. What I mean by them as the investors, as you can see, the stock price hitting a new 52-week high. All right, uh, George, excellent uh, analysis on these companies. Tracking Upwork for some time now. We'll see. Maybe next time uh, we'll have to put it in the uh, C block in morning trade live for a mover, uh, as it's gotten pretty big here. Uh, nice uh, job, George, finding some up stocks in a down market today, and uh, Middlesex Utility with the big rally. For the Utes. All right, George, we'll see you tomorrow.